This is always a true crime podcast. My mother was murdered in 2016. Join me as I retell her case because I don't want the murderer to get the last word. Her name was Anita. We called her Sticky. And this is her story. It was the afternoon of Memorial Day 2016. I had the day off work and I was home with my boys. I don't remember what we were doing, but I noticed a missed call on my cell phone. I live in California, but I recognized the area code was from Missouri. So I texted my mom, hey, I had a missed call from your area code, is everything okay? I was immediately worried she had had another heart attack. I waited a few minutes and I got no reply. So I tried calling her and she didn't answer. I knew something was wrong though. I realized I hadn't heard from her since Friday night when she had asked about my plans for the long weekend. I knew she wouldn't be celebrating Memorial Day because she hated it. Her brother was killed by a drunk driver back in 1974. She told me she was scheduled to work all weekend, so I wasn't really expecting to hear from her. It was still unusual when I didn't, though. I contacted my Aunt Mona. She's a nurse at the hospital my mom worked at as a housekeeper. If my mom suffered another heart attack, Mona would be able to find out quickly. Then I asked my best friend Lynette to keep trying to call and text my mom while I faked the courage to call the number displayed on my phone. I was fully expecting to reach someone at the hospital, and I was surprised and confused when a man answered, Hello, Anna? He said my name before I did, but I had no idea who it was. After some confusion, he finally said, I'm Linda's husband and it clicked. Linda was my mom's friend. She is the one who called me from that Missouri area code. He started mumbling something about being at the police station and that his wife was filling out a missing persons report. He said a police officer had found my mom's wallet on the street and brought it to their house. She had previously rented a room at their house and hadn't changed her address on her driver's license yet. He explained they also tried to call her, but when she didn't answer, they went over to check on her in person. When they got there, her car was in the driveway, but she didn't come to the door. They had a key to her house because they were also her landlords, so they let themselves in. Inside, my mom's dogs were alone. They had made a mess and needed food and water, but nothing really looked out of place. They came back two more times. My mom never did, though. Linda's husband gave me the phone number of a police detective and hung up. The detective repeated what my mom's friends reported to him. Then he asked me questions about my mom. When was the last time I'd heard from her? Was she dating anyone? Could she be out with friends? 
Does she exercise? Could she have gone for a walk or a run? She was a 61-year-old widowed grandma with a bad heart, so of course not. He confirmed that I live in California and that her cell phone was on our account, so he asked me to access her records because it would be faster than getting a subpoena. He promised to keep me updated, and I said I'd be out there as soon as I could. We called everyone in our family to confirm when they had last talked to her. She went to a casino with her in-laws on Thursday night. She texted with me Friday night and texted with Mona on Saturday afternoon. So that left Saturday evening, Sunday, and now Monday accounted for. On Tuesday morning, May 31st, the Joplin Police Department issued the following press release. The Joplin Police Department is currently in need of the public's assistance in locating Willanna Anita Dunn, who is reported as missing. Dunn is 61 years old and is approximately 5'2 and 120 pounds. She has past medical issues and her family is concerned about her well-being. Her vehicle is accounted for and her method of travel is unknown at this time. She was last heard from on May 28, 2016 at about 4 p.m. It is unknown what she was last wearing before her disappearance. She resides in the area of 11th and Jackson. Her driver's license photo is attached and anyone who has any information is urged to contact the Joplin Police Department. I posted the info to my social media and boarded a flight to Missouri. I left the safe and mild California weather and flew straight into a storm. My short layover and plane change in Dallas became a 12-hour overnighter at DFW due to weather. Stranded alone in my hometown airport, I was exhausted but too anxious to sleep, so I chatted with a fellow traveler. She explained she was returning home after a much-needed vacation from work. She was a trauma counselor. And as much as I wanted to blurt out my current trauma, I didn't. I merely shared I was on my way to visit family. The weather finally cleared enough to take off for the hour-long flight to Joplin. As the plane descended towards the tiny airport, I scanned the land down below. My mom was down there somewhere. The recent onslaught of rain had left miles of green grass, lush trees, and standing bodies of water. I remember thinking, how the hell are we ever going to find her and all that? Where do we even start? Coming out of the gate, I saw my Aunt Mona right away and was struck by how much she looked like my mom when she was young. I'm sure she was thinking the same of me. We hung on to each other in a long embrace until we felt strong enough to walk to the car. She caught me up on the latest details, which was basically nothing. We went to my uncle's office to discuss making flyers to post around town. He kindly suggested we wait for an update from police, which we were expecting later that day.
Mona took me home to their farm. It's the most peaceful and welcoming place I've ever been. Having been awake for nearly two days, emotionally exhausted and feeling gross from my overnighter in DFW, I took a shower, took a pill, and went to bed. It seemed like I was asleep for only a minute before Mona was gently repeating my name and shaking me awake. She said, the police want to update us in person right now. It was dark outside, but I don't know what time it was. She handed me a vintage handkerchief that had belonged to my grandmother. We were all silent in the car as my uncle drove us back into town to the police station. My cousin was waiting for us in the parking lot, and we all walked single file down the stairs and hallways of the too quiet building. We were led into a conference room and were joined by the chief of police, who sat at the opposite end of the table. My cousin was to my left. Mona and her husband were on my right. I stared down at the handkerchief and began anxiously twisting it around my fingers. The effects of the sleeping pill I took earlier made the situation feel even less real. I felt detached. I could hear them speaking, but none of their words made sense. They believed they had located my mom, but due to unsafe conditions, she would remain where she was until a team could try to recover her the next day. Mona began gagging and retching. Someone handed her a trash can and she threw up. A chaplain came in to pray. I had stopped listening. I was numb. I shut down. I didn't cry until I got outside and wailed. She was so little. How could somebody do that to her? The next thing I remember is going downstairs on Thursday morning to show Mona a text I had just received from Linda. It read, This is Linda. Will you please tell me what is happening? I am sick over this. The police won't call me back. Mona never called me back. What about her pups? I told Mona and the police we would keep them for now. It ended with, Please tell me something. But I didn't, because I had been advised by the police not to talk to her if she started fishing for information, which is exactly what she was doing. You see, her husband had been arrested. Apparently, when the police began looking into the people who reported my mom missing, they discovered a warrant out on Linda's husband for failing to appear in a court on a drug charge. They found something else in his history as well. Next time on Always.